Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to a very special tribute episode of From a Friend. This is your host, Felicia Marie, and I don't really have any specific words planned for today. Um, I'm really just going to be talking to you guys and filling you in a little bit on what it is that I've been going through and this crazy new reality that I've found myself in recently. Today's episode is in loving tribute and dedication to my best friend, my number one supporter, the number one fan of this broadcast, as she used to call it, and really just my soulmate, my my everything, my heartbeat, my mentor. My heart knew her as my mother, but technically speaking, she was my gammy. And she lived beautiful 80 years on this earth, a long, long, yet not long enough life. And it was so full of richness, like not even what you originally think when you hear the word rich. Richness in her faith, in her love for people and for life, in her love for what she did, her passion for serving people and for serving the Lord. She was a very faithful human, as is most of my family. And it's just been an incredibly surreal and shocking experience to have to realize that there is a physical absence of her here now on this earth. And because I am spiritual and I do have faith, I know that only her physical body is gone, but it doesn't make it any easier because I miss her. I miss our talks. We talked, I'm not kidding you, every single day, multiple times a day, for as far back as I can remember, probably since I first got a phone. (laughs) And before that, because she was raising me and taking care of me picking me up from school and taking me to the after school functions and checking up on me and my friends. Like she was just very, very, very involved in my life. And she is very much the reason for who I am and what I stand for. And I get a lot of my same passion for life and people and serving from her. And I have her loving heart and I'm very, very Very grateful for that. But yeah, like I said, it's just been a crazy out-of-body experience. I feel incredibly dissociated. I feel unable to concentrate. I feel like if I think too deeply, if I'm not just doing mindless activities, my mind just starts to 
fixate on the fact that she's not here anymore and that she won't be able to listen to my show in the traditional sense, in the way she used to. I mean, I assume she's able to listen now because she's with me while I'm recording this. But I selfishly wish things were the way they were not even two weeks ago. And anywho, I'm jumping on here and going through with this episode because as much pain as I've endured these past few days and weeks, and really just in my 27 years of life, there seems to be some common themes and some very valuable lessons to be learned from all of this. And I think the very first thing that came with the passing of my beautiful Gammy was just the incredible self-awareness and the incredible perspective that immediately sunk in. It's like, as me and the rest of my family members were gathered together in the hospital room, praying over my Gammy, singing to her, speaking to her, just loving on her and letting her know that we were with her, um, I just became so blatantly, wildly aware of how valuable and precious time is and how really, truly, nothing else in this world matters. But the time that you have and how you choose to spend your time and more importantly, who you choose to spend your time with. People and friendships and family, they're all gifts. None of them are given. Every single relationship you have takes work. Nothing is coincidence either. And if you have something good, if you have someone good in your life, you need to treat that as an honor, a gift, a miracle, a blessing, whatever you want to call it. But you don't treat it as a given. It's not expected, you know? Life doesn't owe you anyone or anything. You have to handle your relationships with care and compassion and kindness and patience. And you have to put effort in and you have to be selective with whom you're putting this effort into. That's the first thing I learned. The second thing I learned is that life is really lonely and really hard. And I know logically that I'm not alone. And I've been shown an immense amount of love and support through all of this. And for that, I'm so grateful and I couldn't, I couldn't say thank you enough to everyone who's been there for me. And you know who you are. Uh, but it doesn't take away from the silent hours that you spend at the very start of a day or at the very end of an evening. When everything is quiet and still. And you know that life is still happening outside of your home and all around you. But you still feel stuck in one single moment 
and it's isolating and it's painful and it's hard to let people in because you're just so lost and you're just so confused and you're just so in shock and you're just so upset that this is just the way it is and you don't get a say in it. But, but I've learned also that it's about digging deep and figuring out what you want your next chapter to look like. For me, this was very much an end of an era, an end of a really, really long, very critical, very special chapter in my life. And now I'm looking at a completely blank book in front of me of my life story. And it's up to me to write what happens next. And it's overwhelming because I don't even know what I'm going to do or think or feel in the next moment, let alone in deep into the future. But I do know that I still have big dreams. And I know that there are things that still can bring me joy. I find an immense amount of joy and comfort and ease in performing and doing this podcast and connecting with people and relating to people and reaching out for people. That is the whole essence of my being. I thrive off of supporting other people while also supporting the deep-rooted dreams that I have for myself. And I don't know, it's just, um, it's just that I know that this isn't the end of my story and it's hard and blurry and foggy right now, but I know that I'm meant to go on and do big things and it's actually kind of crazy and I haven't even really told many of my family members this, so Uh, If you're listening to this and this is the first time you're hearing of what I'm about to say, have grace with me. (laughs) But basically, I've been ready, I think, for a really long time for a new chapter. My whole life story up until this point is written in the same small proximity of the places I go and visit every day. The childhood home that I was like taken home from when I was first born from the hospital is literally a street over from where I'm living now. My elementary school and my high school that I graduated from are on other like opposite sides of each other. Like to the left of my house that I was born and raised in is the high school. To the right is my elementary school. And get this. The house I'm living in now was in my family this whole time as I was growing up. When I was being raised in the house across the street, my aunts lived here. Then when both of my aunts moved out, my grandparents bought the house. And they said, well, do we sell it or do we keep it? And my gammy said, we're going to keep it and we're going to have it for Felicia if she when she's ready, when she needs it. And then when my grandfather passed in 2020, 
that was the time that this house became mine. And me and my partner have been living in here and we love it. And I feel so deeply connected to my roots and my family in this house. Um, but then also growing up, I lived in some apartments down the street. Um, like, cause my parents divorced when I was little. So as I was going through school, I would go back and forth. And so when I was with my dad, we lived in an apartment down the street from where I am now. And then when I first moved out from my grandparents' house at the age of 21, 22, I think, um, my first apartment with my first roommate was in uh, down the street from the apartment that I was living at during school. So uh, I think you can get the picture that I'm trying to paint here. It's just that I'm not exaggerating when I say that all of my memories, all my immediate family, all of the most fundamental and crucial parts of my childhood and my young adult life have been here in this one small radius. <laughs> and my heart has been yearning for a new chapter and to experience a life outside of what I know, outside of my hometown. And I want to be somewhere um, where things are a little bit more fast pace and there's more opportunity for performing and not that Austin isn't great for that but I'm just ready to see what else is out there for me and um, I had had this conversation with my partner fairly recently maybe a couple months ago but then I thought you know I can't leave Gammy it's not time I want to cherish every moment that I get with her for as long as I can, and eventually it'll be my turn to branch out, but right now I'm not ready. So then, like, what are the odds that this would have happened so unexpectedly? It was almost like she was releasing me, like she knew that it was my time. I mean, she did her part. She raised me well. She took care of a lot of people. She worked hard. She had fun, but I think she was tired, and I think she missed my papa, who she spent 53 years of her life with and built an empire with, and it's just, yeah, I think she knew that I'd be okay and that it would be time for me to write my own story outside of not only her, but everyone and everything that I know and just figure out who I am for me. What what does Felicia want to do? What does Felicia stand for? And it's been a really intense kind of internal moment with myself of trying to figure out what those answers are. And I know that I won't have it all figured out right away and that I don't need to have it all figured out right away, but I can't help but to see it all as a little bit daunting. But also even a little bit exciting because I mean who doesn't like the idea of being completely in control and having absolute freedom to follow their heart wherever that may take them I mean I can always come home and I know that there are a lot of people that hear me or that are here that need me right now but I have to trust that they know me, know my heart, and they know 
where I'm heading and that they would support me 100%. So anyway, if you guys are friends of mine or avid listeners um, to this show, um, just please wish me some luck, good vibes, send me a prayer, whatever it is that you believe in, whatever it is that you do to uplift people in spirit. I could really use all the positive vibes and energy and intentions um, that this world has to offer me right now. (laughs) I think that the second biggest thing that has come to my mind since this all happened um, is that sometimes and inevitably life knocks you down. Like we all know that. But it's kind of surprising how we have these sort of silent internal expectations of how we wish to be treated in a time of crisis. And it's sad when you don't, when people don't show up for you in the way you would for them or in the way that you feel you deserve. It's really shocking because. For me personally, I know that it doesn't matter who you are to me, what our current status is, if we're on good terms, if we're not on good terms, if we're on fine terms, but we just drifted apart and we haven't talked for X amount of time. It doesn't matter any of that. Literally, it doesn't matter. If I knew that you were hurting or that anyone was hurting to the intense extremes that I've been hurting, there would be nothing that would keep me from offering a hand or a lending an ear or being a shoulder to cry on or just finding some way to support them through this hard time, as minor or as large as it could be, you know? It's just a no-brainer for me. And so it's kind of hard when you reach out your hand for certain people who you assumed would be there for you, especially in a time like this. And they don't, they don't latch on. They don't even look back. They don't even hear your cries. There's, there's none of that. And it can be really jarring and, like I said, lonely and isolating. But at the same time, if this happens to you in your life, I would like to offer you uh, a, a fresh perspective. And for me, I had that moment of, why is this happening? How, how do these people really not care about me? What, what did I do to deserve such coldness? Um, but it's funny because before this, my world got turned upside down and shaken all up. I had made peace with the fact that these people weren't going on the same path as I was or you know, weren't aligning with me anymore. And that was fine. I totally understood and I, and I was ready to let go. But it's, it's just hard because, you know, when, when things hurt you, you get frantic and you need that extra help and you start second guessing things and you start acting out of, I don't know, desperation and, and all these things and sadness and, and just the genuine need for support. But I told myself the resistance is a sign that uh, 
I closed the door for a reason, and that I had gotten this far and endured X amount of bad days up until this point without them. And now more than ever is not a time to go backwards. This is not a time to reopen old wounds or to, you know, break off the latch of a door that you sealed shut for healthy reasons just because you're hurting and you feel lonely and you're desperate for anyone to, to console you right now. Um, it is not everyone's job or place or um, want even to do that for you. And that just makes it all the more meaningful for the people who do choose to show up for you, you know? And it's always about remembering that we don't always get exactly what we want. And support doesn't always look exactly how we wish it would. But we've got to be careful to not discredit or underappreciate what we do have. And to lean into the fact that the people that are here right now are the ones that matter. They're the ones that are showing their true intentions and support for you. And you shouldn't question that. And you shouldn't go looking in other directions or looking for more. Because really at the end of the day, the healing has to come from within. No matter what. I am the only one that can find my way back to being okay. And I have to accept that it's going to be hard. It's not going to be an easy overnight fix. But it's about taking things one day, one moment at a time. And being patient with myself and loving myself the way I would want people to love me, which is giving myself some space to feel what I need to feel. Um telling myself I'm proud of myself, acknowledging myself for coping how I need to and for getting up each day and trying again and pushing on through. That is what matters. Um, I did also want to say that for any of you who have to know what this pain feels like, the pain of grief and loss and mourning, uh, know that my heart is with you and that Together, we'll make it through. And for those of you who don't know, it is the most crippling, heavy, painful thing you can ever imagine. It feels how it would feel if all your worst nightmares came true at once. Like it's just so dark and heavy and scary and daunting and overwhelming and X, Y, Z. So, please be patient with those you love who are hurting. Be kind to people because you never know what people are carrying. I mean, think about it. When something tragic happens, does the world stop spinning? No. Does anyone outside of the immediate person that is affected stop their life? No. Time keeps going. World keeps spinning. People move on. But that person may need will need a lot more time. And the best you can do is keep the communication open, keep reminding them that you're there and that it's in their time and you're going to support them no matter what. 
because that is truly the most comforting thing you can do is just assure someone that there's no time limit on your love. There's no time limit on your patience. And there's no time limit on your offer to be there for somebody. You know, if it's truly unconditional, then, then yeah, there is plenty of time. Anywho, I think I'm kind of rambling at this point. It has been difficult because like I said, I didn't go into this with an outline or knowing exactly what I wanted to say. I just knew that I wanted to have an open heart-to-heart conversation with you all. And I love this show. I love what I've created. I know that my Gammy is proud of what I created. I can tell that she sees that I pour my heart out. I can tell that you guys see that I pour my heart out. And honestly, I needed a reason to um, speak and to get back into the groove. And this is one small step in um, writing that new chapter that I was telling you about. Keeping true to myself and my passions, I think, is the first step in healing. I think that when everything is dark and you're lost, the best thing to draw on is the things in your heart that make you the happiest and that you do out of pure love and excitement and no no other reason. I do this podcast not for money, not for fame, not for any of that. I do it because it gives me a sense of purpose and it makes me feel good to connect to people and to hopefully help people feel more understood and less alone and to just truly be the example of a friend that you would want to have in your life, like that I would want to have in my life, that I try to be in my life, like that is why I do it. And I also really love, you know, performing an improv and getting back to that, I think is going to help tremendously keep me on track with my dreams and keep me going one step at a time. My improv peeps have pulled through for me in a way that I couldn't have imagined. They really truly made me feel so uplifted and so seen and so heard and so supported. And I couldn't thank them enough either. And yeah, I just, as lost as I feel and as lost as grief makes anyone feel, it is cool to know that I'm still in control and I can still find things and make me happy I can still have joy and that that's okay it's okay to find joy again it's okay to explore a new world because you're not moving on without them you're moving on with them and because of them you know and they live on through you so anyway this is just my vow to myself and to you all as my friends and my listeners that I will keep trying and I will keep aspiring to stay in touch with the side of myself that is light, that is joyful, that is peaceful, that is smart, that is funny, that is kind, that is supportive, that loves to laugh and loves to storytell and loves to talk and loves to listen and loves to support. I think that is what's going to get me through. And for anyone out there who's struggling my, I'm always here. My inbox is always open. Never, ever, 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 ever be scared to reach out to someone, anyone, everyone. It doesn't matter that you keep talking about it. It doesn't matter that you don't 
you know, no this or that. I don't know. All I'm trying to say is if you're hurting, reach out. Don't overthink it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't push people away. Let them in because you would be surprised in the way people can relate to you in ways that you would have never assumed because most people don't open up because like I said, life moves so fast and it's hard. It's really hard, but it's refreshing when when you give someone the chance to show up for you and they surprise you in a positive way. It's really, really a cool feeling. And there have been little signs everywhere of just how blessed and supported I am and just how with me she still is. And that's what I want for all of you, all of you who maybe have experienced something like this already or might experience something like this in the future. Look for them in the signs. Look for peace and hope in in your everyday life because there are signs everywhere. You just have to be open to them. And yeah, that's it. I think that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you all for listening. I hope I was able to get somewhat of a clear message across while also just venting to you guys. And I don't know. Until next week, friends. Love and light. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And reach out to me whenever you want. From a friend podcast. Um, on Instagram. Or on TikTok. Okay. Love you. Bye. As always, this has been a Ready for Fame Studios production. Intro and outro music written and performed by Brianna Carroll.